In today's episode, I will discuss reasons why I include suicide prevention as a topic on this podcast. Peace and blessings, family. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye podcast. Did you know I was a published author? Yes, Your Granny Forever is published. The title of the book is Love's Celebration, and it is a book of 30 days of poetic affirmations you can use to be mindful of how great you were created. There is also a Love's Celebration workbook that support you with prompts asking questions for you to consider as you are on your journey of loving and respecting yourself more. You can find these items on my link tree. I'll be sure to leave the link for you in the show notes and also on the blog so you can get your copy today. I'm also an upcoming co-author in an anthology scheduled to publish August 1st this year called You Can, which is an inclusion of 33 inspirational stories with 32 other authors supporting you with the positivity for your life. The link to the interview is also on the blog for you to enjoy. And now to the show. Last week's episode was about the importance of community involvement to child abuse prevention. I did quite a bit of research on this topic and left a few links for you on the blog as well as the show notes on last week's episode to go over so you can familiarize yourself with some things the CDC, Child Welfare, and others have to say on this topic. If you missed last week's episode, the link will be provided for you in the show notes and also on the blog. This week's focus is about reasons I include suicide prevention as a topic on this podcast. Before I start, I would like to make mention of dedicating this episode to a colleague who was very helpful in assisting individuals of intimate partner abuse known as domestic violence escape their toxic situation. I always include her information in the show notes and also on the blog as the exit strategist. She is very capable of supporting you through the process of creating a safe, actionable plan to escape the abuser. Recently, she lost a nephew to suicide who experienced abuse as a child, and from what I understood, he was still tormented by what happened to him as an adult. So today's episode is dedicated to my wonderful colleague and her nephew. I pray she and her family finds peace and strength to continue on and on their journey and to know, sis, we have you. You are not alone. I would also like to make mention that due to the nature of this topic, it deserves more than one episode. The month of October is the month of Domestic Violence Awareness and Suicide Prevention Month. I will disclose a lot more information in October. Today, in this brief episode, I'm going to list a few reasons why I speak on this matter. According to Dr. Richard McKeon, Chief of the Suicide Prevention Branch at the U.S. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Suicide and intimate partner violence are both major public health crises, and they're closely linked. Survivors of intimate partner violence are twice as likely to attempt suicide multiple times. He also points out 
Cases of murder-suicide are most likely to occur in the context of abuse. What are the links between domestic violence and suicide? Every day, nearly 30 women attempt suicide as a result of experiencing domestic violence. Every week, three women die by suicide to escape abuse. Currently, I did not find a liability for suicide law under which an abusive partner can be prosecuted for the suicide of their victim. But I will continue to dig for that information and get back to you with the results in October. Domestic violence survivors have higher than average rates of suicidal thoughts, with as many as 23% of survivors having attempted suicide compared to 3% among populations with no prior domestic violence exposure. It's not just physical violence that's linked with an increase in suicide. Verbal and emotional abuse are also connected with higher risk, as well as the duration, frequency, and severity of abuse. According to a Cambridge research program, it was found that women who self-harm were 75 times more likely to have suffered partner abuse. Men who self-harm were over twice as likely to have suffered partner abuse. Some reasons of the self-harm activities include to distract themselves from emotional pain by causing physical pain, to punish themselves, to relieve tension, to feel real by feeling pain or seeing evidence of injury, to feel numb, zoned out, calm, or at peace, to experience euphoric feelings associated with release of endorphins, to communicate their pain, anger, or other emotions to others, and to also nurture themselves through the process of healing the wounds. Your immediate response is very important. So here are a list of things you can do to help someone if you are exposed to their experience. Listen carefully and let them tell you what happened in their own time. Reassure them they are not to blame for what happened or is happening. Let them know they are doing the right thing in telling you. Try to stay calm and do not let them see how shocked you are. Keep accurate notes as much as possible so when you implement your plan of action of finding them some help with local support agencies in your area, the information you have obtained can be valuable to the intake person you speak with who will get them to the appropriate individual to give them the support they need. These are just a few reasons I include suicide prevention as it relates to abuse on the Proactive Eye podcast. More information on this topic will be discussed further in the month of October. Hopefully, I will be able to have my colleague as a guest if she is ready to disclose her experience and how it has affected her and her business as a, as a domestic violence advocate, as well as other advocates who give support to those who experience abuse or suicidal ideations. If you or someone you know are experiencing abuse and you are at the point of losing hope, there are a few things you can do. If you are in immediate danger, call 911. You can also call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. If you are unable to speak safely, text LOVE IS 
That's L-O-V-E-I-S, all caps, to 1-866-331-9474. Hopefully, I have said something in this episode to help you be mindful of some things we are facing with victims and survivors of intimate partner violence as some experience suicidal ideation or die by suicide. You are a great asset in this world. And it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let me know in the voice message on the Anchor app or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. I would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. If you are a concerned citizen and would love to know more about what's going on and how to support victims and survivors of abuse, follow the links in the show notes or on the blog as your guide. Feel free to email me at proactiveeye at gmail.com with some comments, questions, or concerns you would love addressed. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with me and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit the Proactive Eye blog at bit.ly forward slash PE podcast blog. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash PE podcast blog. You can also connect with Proactive Eye on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye. And also on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned next week to hear how domestic violence survivors are navigating during the pandemic.